9 o'clock on Monday, the 18th day of July, 2010. The Arizona Emergency. Not 2010. Anyways, the Arizona Emergency Number Company is now in session. This is Rich. This is KB7 YB. Net Control. My name is Rich. Before I proceed, is there any emergency or priority traffic for the bat?
And that's the SEAL Team's job to kind of destroy an old punchline, is to stay focused on the goal of to drain the swamp, even when everybody in their field is up their belt with an alligator. Some EOCs give amateur radios to see the table. An EOC is not an amateur radio function, but some agencies, municipalities, and hospitals use the amateur radio stations to help accomplish their disaster response mission. We'll hear about some of those, those missions later. Today we have several invited guests. Quite a few of the EOCs have agreed to participate with us. Let's show these stations good hospitality. So how often do you get a chance to hear from an amateur operator who is active in an EOC? I know some of these guys are going to be active at home. Uh, they're the guys that actually show up there and know what's happening. When a spam hits the fan, you may be called upon to work with or in one or more of these EOCs. This is your chance to pick the brains, find out what they do, what is expected when they come up in the air, and generally how to be an asset and not another kind of, well, you know what I mean. Take out paper and pencil. Prepare your questions. Let's respect these stations by paying attention and listen closely and bring them your questions. This is a chance to learn about this important disaster function. This is KB7 White B Tech Control.
Kevin uh, over in Glendale. Uh, come again with your call sign, Kevin. Kilo Delta 7, Hotel Juliet, November. Thank you, Kevin. Anyone else? Kilo 7, Echo Juliet, Sierra, Ed. November 7th, Zulu, Victor Foxtrot. Thanks, Jim. And I acknowledge you too. Anybody else? You'll see. Seven SRV guy. Guy, are you in an ELC tonight? Uh, not if I shouldn't be. Okay, thanks, guys. We're looking for just guys that are operating out of the ELCs tonight. Anybody else? Operating from the home station representing an EOC. Two seventy JS. JS, got you. Anybody else? Yeah, I misspoke. Uh, the KE seven VIN. I'm actually at my home and not at the EOC. KE seven VIN. No problem, Kevin. Anybody else who's operating uh, either at home or from an EOC that are representing an EOC tonight?
Kilo Alpha 7, Alpha, Alpha, Alpha. Kilo Foxtrot 7, Alpha Juliet, Quebec.
Anybody else? Check it. W7STS.
Hickey's and HGN, the other cabin out in Glendale, come down with your information. Well, howdy everybody, Kevin. K-E-V-I-N, common spelling. I'm a heavy duty mechanic for the city of Glendale, and about five years ago, me and a couple of guys, but namely one other, uh, got together with a brand new director for Homeland Security and decided to offer our resources to them. He thoroughly enjoyed the idea, coming from Ohio as a ham radio operator, and uh, decided to allow us to bring some communication skills to uh, an EOC that they haven't even built yet, that they just have an idea for Break. So what we've ended up with now is three or four years uh, we've had it in existence. Um, we have, at the main EOC, we have two dual-band radios, uh, VHF, UHF. We have two HF radios, um, a uh, 7000 and a Yesu 897. <coughs> the uh, 897 is uh, left for portable use. The 7000 is hooked to a big IR on the roof, and we have, uh, I guess they're Diamond X50s, uh, or 50X, uh, two of them dedicated to each dual band radio in the event one of them goes out. Uh, we're located down in the far bottom, antennas are two and a half stories up. Uh, we go up on the roof and maintain all the radio uh, antennas and the wires and down, uh, maintain all the radio gear and the power supplies and go and check it out every couple of weeks or every month. Break. We have, uh, we had two stations in the classroom, and I know that meaning, that's meaningless to you, but the classroom is situated in the center between the DHS offices and the ops floor. Well, they wanted us to move one of those stations, so now we have a station on the ops floor. If you can imagine a room that's probably 75 by 100 foot, with, I don't know, there's got to be at least 16 plasmas on the wall, um, and probably 24 computer workstations for different uh, folks in the city, different departments, to operate a common goal with a common uh, E-team application, it's kind of like Web EOC, to state needs resources, availability, and we have a position on the floor for that as well as one in the classroom where the HF equipment is in the event a really big oops happens. Um, other than that, it's enjoyable. Um, we've got about, I guess, five active members right now. Um, break. fairly um, uh, easy duty cycle. We don't really have, we, we're not a, um, we're not a social club. 
Uh, we provide the services to City of uh, Glendale uh, Police and Fire, and both of them operate out of the same building. But we also have uh, capabilities to have the county there, to have the state there, to have the FBI there, to have FEMA there. We have representation slots all over because our EOC, when it was funded, is an area-wide resource. What that means to most folks um, just means it's big, but in actuality, we have the capability of serving Arizona, Utah, Oregon, uh, probably Washington, California, Nevada, New Mexico, and parts of Texas. So connected with us and with the ham radio side, we also have uh, some radio gear, a 7,000 unit in the big command band, the big blue semi-trailer, and a smaller one in what's called uh, a tow, expedition, that's just crammed full of two operators and a lot of radio gear. So uh, I don't know what else you want to know or need to know. I don't know if I've explained anything at all. KD-7, operating is KD-7HJN. Sounds good, Kevin. Yeah, I, I think you wrote ahead on the script a little bit, even though I know I didn't send it out. But thank you. Um, yeah, that's that pretty much covers it. Kate, you said it's Your turn.
they integrate with weather, uh, and the operators in the Traffic Operations Center coordinate with Department of Public Safety, local fire and police departments, Homeland Security, ACTIC, and a variety of other uh, law enforcement and public safety agencies, all based on what they're seeing and hearing, both from our field personnel and seeing from the cameras. So there's a lot of operations that go on for a normal day and during critical events. Uh, some of the equipment that we have available to us are statewide radios, as you can imagine. Statewide radios talk to just about anybody. Uh, CAD system that hooks with uh, DTS so that we're in constant communication with DTS by CAD. And satellite phones uh, are the, uh, the primary backup means of communication. We also do a lot with social media, believe it or not. That's a pretty effective technique. Our primary mission is keeping drivers informed about what's going on, providing a two-way means of communication between what we're seeing in the field and helping drivers avoid those issues. Uh, one of our big uh, functions during a major emergency is actually evacuation and helping people uh, leave town, in most cases, for a mass, uh, a, a mass incident. Uh, and that involves contraflow on the freeways and, and pretty complicated uh, techniques of basically emptying a city. And those are things that we work with ADEM and practice on a fairly regular basis. But it's how to coordinate all of those activities, monitor them at the same time, and make sure everybody moves from where they are to where they need to be. And I think that, in a nutshell, is the ADOT Traffic Operations Center, which is really a two-in-one function. It's a 24-7 operation that serves as an EOC when it needs to. In seven, that's the end. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate that. Does anybody have any questions for uh, either Tim or Kevin? KF7 CCC. Go ahead. Well, just because we are all hands, um, how can hands help with the EOC? Good question. Uh, Tim, do you want to take that one? Well, there's not a formal amateur radio component to the ADOT Traffic Operations Center. Um, aside from me and a few others at ADOT who kind of informally on an ad hoc basis activate when we need to. Um, that said, when I come up on the air during an emergency or when this net activates, you'll hear me serve as a liaison between ADOT uh, and this net, uh, and sometimes Skywarn, to uh, find out what's going on and to relay information back and forth. Information that I'll glean from this net, I'll take back to the Traffic Operations Center. We'll use it to update our highway condition reporting system, which then updates the uh, media, the uh, big message boards, the phone system, and everything else to let drivers know what's being observed by the amateur radio community. And we've had several examples of how that's been a pretty successful partnership in 7th ZDF. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Ed, I haven't forgotten yet. I just want to, I want to get this question taken care of. Kevin, uh, either one of the clouds, Kevin, do you guys want to answer uh, Andrew's question on how your EOC is uh, how amateur radio can help you guys out? K7CIN. Go ahead. Well, the Chandler EOC has a, a, a separate room for amateur radio operators, and uh, that is their uh, 
backup communication. If all else fails, uh, we have amateur radio. Uh, we also have um, our, our CERT teams have a what we call a storm response team with them, uh, which helps the fire department close roads and clear debris during a major monsoon storm. And they all are supposed to have a, an amateur radio operator with them um, in case uh, the 800 system goes down. So that, that's what uh, amateur radio is there for, for Chandler, is a, a backup system uh, in case the uh, 800 megahertz or something else goes down or gets overloaded and we need extra capacity. KE7VIN. Radio in hand, 
and tell me what you see and hear with your eyes. It's confirmation. It's a lot of what ham radio does to support uh, other agencies in the event of uh, a major uh, oops, a major problem. If their communications go down, you may need 10 people right away to go to A, B, C, and D to help handle traffic, mostly welfare traffic, maybe critical traffic. Be available, I guess, is how you can help. KD7HJN. Virginia Beach, 
Uh, they asked if uh, you know we would come in and, and man their EOC. Great. Uh, I was one of about uh, oh, four or five hams that went in and, and actually manned the EOC. Uh, the one thing that, that just came up in a question was how can hams help out? And, and I thought I would share with you out of a, a ham club that was supporting the Chesapeake EOC of about 60, 60 hams or so, we were unable to man five shelters. Uh, we just didn't have enough people. We were able to man two of them. And uh, if you want to help, be available. That would be the number one thing you can do. The number two thing you can do is to get out and work public service events and keep your skills sharp because there's a lot more to communicating than picking up the microphone. Thanks for the opportunity, Rich. W7SDS. No problem, Rick. Yeah, you touched on a very good thing there. CSAT and public service events is amazing because we have the public service events because if something goes on. And I, I, I'm trying not to use the word better, but how much cleaner and faster messages get passed something does go wrong because it's amazing the difference of being intelligent and out and participating in events and helping out with the, uh, the event who has the lightning. Any other questions for that? A quick comment, Rich. Go ahead. Yeah, this is Kevin again. Um, well, to add to what Rich is saying, uh, uh, the other Rich, STS, um, you actually couldn't be, he, could, he couldn't be more accurate and more um, uh, of a help to ham radio other than saying to be with public service because there's different levels of helping with public service. And a lot of people who do not do it think, well, public service means it's my time, my blah, blah, blah. But to hone your communication skills, there are different levels of responsibility and duties involved in public service. And as you do it longer and longer and get better and better at communicating, you also will end up being bestowed upon greater responsibility, which instills greater confidence which makes you a better communicator even just by virtue of that. You, you, may, be find, you, know, you may find yourself thrown into a situation where um, you've got to make a decision quick and you end up making the right one, and that's great, but you end up making the wrong one and learning from it. I can't tell you which one's more valuable. I have my own life, but... Um, Practice, practice, practice. KD7, HDM. Okay, thank you, Kevin. I'm digging through the script, and I want to. I'm going to start picking out some of the, of the uh, questions here. I guess there's a script for this on the okay. um, saw what the benefits that it brings down. What's some of the downsides of having amateur radio operators in the EOC? Uh, any of our uh, 
worn part is the part that they have a problem with. So sometimes that makes it difficult um, if it's not an actual emergency to run certain things that we need to run to get experience with them and them to get experience with us because of that exclusion. 37 Beach Dan. What's the best attitude that an amateur can take with them when they're dealing with DOT managers and personnel when they come in as a guest of DOT? KE7EUL. Good, Travis. As far as I, let me say this: the way I, the way it should be approached is on. Don't have a bad attitude. Uh, you won't get anywhere with them. KE7EUL. Adding on to that, uh, from both Travis and Kevin, uh, the other thing that you have to, as an amateur operator, uh, especially in the past, up, up until about the last couple, three years now, uh, we've had the opportunity to be able to request certain equipment and to a certain extent be able to get that. Uh, with current EOC operations and whatnot, you kind of have to deal with what equipment you got and try to keep it up as best you can because the budgets right there right now are just not there to uh, to uh, replace equipment. So you also have to be able to be somewhat of an engineer to be able to keep the equipment up because you're not going to get it replaced anytime soon. Um, that attitude is, I am here to help you, N7LQK. Thank you very much. Station the doubles with her. Go ahead. Hey, Robert, anything else?
Thank you, Travis. Station the double with me. Go ahead. Well, Rich, it was me, but you basically covered in your final transmission when we doubled exactly what I was going to say. Um, to coin the uh, uh, phrase that Mike Polio always uses, you want to go with a willingness to serve. Do whatever needs to be done. You're not the know-it-all, but you're there to help them however you can. KE-70 Jeff.
net is progress. Uh, they're just a participant. Uh, may ask for resources, may ask for directions, may ask the net to do something. But uh, from a standpoint of, of uh, having authority to require that it be done, no, it probably has not. KE7BIN. operation that uh, 
kind of uh, ex expects extended hours. Uh, we have some of the amenities like cots and some of those things already set up. One of the things that I always make sure I have in my bag are uh, portable batteries for my uh, cell phone and other electronic devices and also some food to munch on. Uh, there's nothing like being busy and being out of energy. Uh, brain starts doing funny things to you. So I always have some uh, little bags of trail mix that I keep in my, uh, my bag and uh, whip those out when I need them, and that keeps me going, and usually to the envious looks of my coworkers in 7ZVF. Hey, Tim, thank you very much. KD7HJS, Kevin, what do you bring in? Well, I've lived a hard life, so I have to have uh, Roll-Aids or Toms. Um, any medications that you need to take, um, either for... Uh, stomach, any maintenance medications, uh, antacid. Uh, I've got peanut bars and stuff that we get at Costco. There's also granola bars, water, bottled coffee. If you don't have real coffee and you don't have somebody to tell to go make some coffee, um, definitely, like, if you're expecting to be longer than eight hours and there's going to be a couple of you, definitely uh, a sleeping bag and a comfortable pair of shoes and maybe even a change of uh, shirt and shorts because sometimes just cleaning into a new pair of clothes can help to rejuvenate you. KD7HJN. Perfect. That's what I'm looking for. All your, your standard comforts and stuff that you need, medication and stuff. Uh, KD7VIN, what do you take in when you get activated? Just ditto what most people have said. Uh, I would take my regular go kit, uh, my clipboard, pens and paper, even though the EOC has that. I want to make sure I'm not uh, short on something. Uh, my snacks that I always carry, I would certainly have those. The Chandler EOC has a full kitchen, uh, but I'm not going to take it for granted that uh, you know they're going to feed me if, if uh, I'm there for an extended period of time. They probably will, but I want to make sure I've got what I need. Uh, I'll take some water and, and whatever else I need and be prepared to stay for an extended period of time. KE7VIN. Since I work down there, um, I've got a desk drawer that I've got some munchies in, I've got some uh, comfort food, uh, aspirin, rolle, stuff like that. The other thing that's kind of important to take is if you're on uh, any special diet, I'm thinking more diabetic. You've got a, a special sweetener you've got to have, or stuff like that. Bring that down with you because we may or may not have it, but chances are we don't. And nothing worse than sitting there and starting to have vision. This is maybe. Any further comments or questions on this topic before we close that for tonight? So come down with you. Ten seven L Q K. Go ahead, Devin. Two things that were not mentioned. Um, actually, three things. I, don't, I take my toothbrush. Um, but two things that were not mentioned is your license. Even, I mean, you're supposed to have one in your pocket, but it's a good idea to have an extra copy just in case. And the other thing that I have found is when you reach that dead time and your brain's going a million miles a minute, 
it's good to have something to do, especially if you're ADHD like me. Um, I even have a battery-operated um, crochet hook to keep me busy, so even if the lights are out, I can keep crocheting. N7LQK. Back to that, uh, W7EMU. 
answered the uh, question back to the hospitals when they say, well, our employees can do it. I asked, well, how many of your docs are licensed? They say, well, quite a few. I said, well, do you have foot switches and boot mics for them so that they can operate the radio while they're in surgery? And they look at me like, um, you're not supposed to ask that. So, yeah, they've got their day job they need to be taken care of. And if they're getting overwhelmed, the communications are down in their swamp. The EOC's value amateur radio is a resource, but it's important that we have to recognize that EOCs are not about us. We often walk in, well, I won't say that. Uh, sometimes you guys are volunteers and you guys come in and they, they use the word amateur, that's why I always try to use the word ham. And how professional versus managers you volunteer sometimes, well, a lot of guys have had bad days in the mouth and your attitude walking the door is going to really, uh, you're there to help how you act is really going to help what's going on with it. Um, it's our job to understand the mission that Amateur Radio was recruited to fill to support that mission. If Amateur Radio behaves the Amateur Radio in the worst sense of the word, we lose that excellent opportunity to serve the families of the end. I'd like to thank all of you guys who uh, showed up with your EOC and taking the time out of your night to represent the EOC in your house. It's not always easy or possible to go to EOC after Amateur Radio exercise like this. You guys can go to some valuable insights to open functions of EOCs around the county to verify that your equipment still works well together. Thank you to those EOC stations. That one, we're not worried about that. Are there any announcements for the net? Yes, no, call now with your SCC health line. W70MU. W70MU, go ahead. Well, as you know, I've been handling the Saturday night ham feast for now for almost uh, six years, better than six years. And it's time that uh, I pass the baton. I've uh, asked several times for somebody to give, you know, somebody help give me a hand and do it once in a while, every other week or whatever. And uh, just slowly been getting burned out over the years. Uh, I enjoy doing it. I don't want to see it go away, but I'm asking for somebody else that will... Uh, take the baton and run with it. So anybody that might be interested, uh, please uh, give me a call. W7EMU at ARRL.net. It's been a pleasure doing it, but it's time that I step uh, step aside. W7EMU, clear. Okay, Drew. And I'd like to thank you for uh, for doing it for us. It's always been fun when I go to this. Anybody else have any other uh, questions, comments? Uh, or other announcements for the net come down here to call thing. Katie seven DMV. Yeah, we finally got our one point two from uh Palmer, I guess his name is. Um, we're in the process of running the run to the roof. So we'll be up on the uh D Star one point two in the next probably two months or so, and uh, when we do, we'll, we'll get a comp plan out about exactly how we're going to do, what we're going to do, when we're going to do, um, and use that as well as the 443050. 87 DMV, good night. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, when you get that thing all hooked up, uh, drop me an email. I'll send you a instructions on some other stuff that's got to happen to, to make it all work well. And the other announcements for the net. 
I've had a late question for the EOC, Zen 7 NTM. Yeah, if they're still around, you go ahead and try it. Yeah, I know the light bulb just didn't turn on until just now. Kind of curious. Um, first of all, DPS has officially gotten a recognized uh, ham radio club this last uh, April, and we're still trying to get our feet wet and coordinate with uh, the department, see what we can do for the EOC, that kind of stuff. Just out of curiosity, I was wondering if any of the other EOCs in the area that are represented on the air tonight, if they're still there, happen to have anything related to ATV in their shacks. And 7N Jim. W7GY, what was that acronym again? If you guys have ATV, uh, amateur radio television in your shack. W7GDY, uh, definitely no ATV on our side. Uh, no place you can put it, put it uh, and definitely no plans on any, you know, on any time of the uh, near or far future. Okay. And I can definitely tell you that uh, Big Dub doesn't have it in there either. Uh, I don't know why we would be broadcasting video out of the EOC. Uh, I don't know anybody who's got enough portable setups, especially the county light coverage, uh, to bring it up with us. We feel we our area responsibility to be, you know, unincorporated counties and be helping the city. Kevin, if you're still there, you guys got it in uh, either Chandler or Glendale? Negative in Chandler, KE7CIN. Yeah, negative in Glendale as well, and actually we brought up this topic that we wouldn't have a need. Um, by the time that all of the other resources that are video uh, ready go down, it wouldn't be that long before that was able to come up anyways because they can transmit that by uh, uh, the satellite link because people, we have some people working with Palo Verde as well as with uh, Glendale that have um, regular commercial on-site video capability so we would have no need for ATV. Um, and good evening, Dennis. I thought I recognized you. Katie Seven, the other. Go ahead. W Seven EMU here. I was just wondering how many of the EOCs that are on the air have the capability of doing packet or air mail or web mail. Uh, what other what other um, protocols do they use outside of voice communication? W7EM, yeah. Okay, I'll go first. McDev, uh, we've got uh, Pactor 3, we've got Airmail, and we also have packet capability down there. Anybody else? W7GY, uh, packet, Pactor 3, Airmail, and APRS. W7GY. W7 
5E32 through APRS, and we use the APRS and the mapping software as well as the voice. We're working on getting the other stuff up and going, just haven't been able to uh, get past the installation mode and fighting with vendors. 87 Vietnam. Um, all we have right now is voice. Uh, we're working on other capabilities, but that's what we have right now. KE7VIN. In case I didn't clear, W7EMU. Alright, thank you very much. This is KB7YB Net Control. We meet again on these repeaters next Monday evening at 9 o'clock. The topic will be Go Kids. Or Bug Out Bag. Not just your equipment, guys. My thanks to you. Well, we didn't have an alternate that control, so I'm going to uh, thank you and really appreciate all the UOCs and uh, the, uh, the guys that uh, took time out of their evening to uh, bring up and uh, represent the UOCs from home. All stations like to experience net control, alternate net control. I'm asking for a volunteer to help me next week. If you'd like to try your hand at alternate net control next Monday, please call down.